What's up, y'all? We are back here for another episode of Chasing Birdies, and uh, it's good to see you, buddy. How are you? You too, buddy. It looks everything's great. I mean, you look great with the beanie on. It's seventy five degrees out, so that's uh, good. Glad it's cashmere. I mean, it just works. You know what I'm saying, man? And uh, couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. I couldn't man. be happier either. My my ears are lowered a little bit. Yeah, the haircut looks great. They put a little wet gel in there. It looks like mm-hmm. your hair, like you just got out the shower, bud. But it's mm-hmm. actually dry. It's dry, but it's wet. It uh, looks wet. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Lynx Brewing. Uh, make sure you go to lynxbrewing.com. Check them out. Again, they have other beers other than the Chase and Birdie Blondale. They have the Ale. They have the IPA. They have the Pale, the Hazy. Uh, and they make some other beers for some high-end golf courses out there. We can't disclose because I've never been to some of these places. But also, they make the Chase and Birdie Blondale, which is... Oh, man. You hear that? That's going through... The sky right now because it's taking off, boys. It's a rocket ship. Um, so please make sure you go over to Lynx Brewing. We can't thank them enough for sticking behind us, brewing a good beer, and uh, again, all their products. And they got some cool merch too. So yeah, go check them out. Check them out, man. So think. Speaking of that, I mean, got a little bit of March Madness underway. I cracked a couple of those Chasing Birdie Blondales recently. They're delicious. And uh, buddy, I got this new launch monitor, Bushnell. Set it up in my garage. I don't think the numbers are right, dude. My, my, it's saying I'm hitting a 7-iron 146. There's no way, dude. That, well, bud, because that's supposed to be used on a range, an open area, not a net that's four feet away from you. Like, yeah, all you but, talked about is how great you hit the ball going into mid-pines, but you hit it into a net. I know, bud, but here's the thing. It's kind of messed with my head mentally a little bit, so I don't know if the numbers are actually good. I'm better off by just feeling things out. I so, can't do the lunch monitor. I'll be completely honest with you. I it messes with my head a little bit. You get too into the numbers. That's the because problem. guess what? I'm not going to hit those numbers on the golf course. There's wind. There's into the wind, downwind, chunks. Yeah, thins. I know. And then no telling what the spin on the ball is going to do. So I really, I kind of steer away from it just because I'm a more of a feel player, anyways. To me, on a driver shaft, if it flies well and lands well, I'm all in on that. Yeah. No. That's, so that's true. And so that that kind of is in line with today, right? Like, I'm trying to figure this stuff out. Maybe would like to gain a little more distance, and I might have to put these shoes on a little bit. You know, today with with the owner of Squares Golf Shoes, Bob Winskowitz, he tells his whole theory on, you know, the the science behind his golf shoes. And 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 he just had a big win. With Shep Straka. Yeah. And then yeah. he played well on the players, too, dude. He was playing on the stretch. Yeah, Straka's playing well with those shoes on. So. Um, you know, everybody just buys shoes because how they look, and they're pushed in front of you so much from all these ads online and stuff. But there is a little bit of a science behind the golf shoe, and he gets into that today. So let's roll yeah. on over to this uh, episode. And maybe Bobby. maybe our buddy J.R. Hess should be wearing these shoes a little more. But uh, y'all enjoy this episode with Mr. Winskovitz. Uh, great episode here on Chasing Birdies. Check it out. As you all know by now, Chasing Birdies is proud to be partners with Holderness and Bourne. Check them out online at hbgolf.com. Holderness and Bourne makes fabulous pieces that help you look good on the course, even if your game is not up to par. Check out their new arrivals now for this golf season. Also, head on over to ChasingBirdies.com to get some custom Chasing Birdie gear from Holderness and Bourne. We'll continue to drop these pieces through every season. That's ChasingBirdies.com and Holderness and Bourne at HBGolf.com. I know every year, like myself and my partner here, Peppy, we're looking for better 
clubs, more distance. How often do you think of shoes giving you more distance? And our guest today, Bob Winskowitz, founder of Squares, joins us on Jason Birdies. Bob, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, we appreciate your time. Well, we have so many we have so many um, mutual friends that it, it almost had to happen, right? I mean, we got uh, our boy Colt Ford, Josh Miranda, Matt Stell. The boys are wearing the Squares golf shoes, and uh, so we had to make it happen. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah, we've got uh, we've got some mutual friends there, and uh, you know, Colt's a great player. He played on the tour for a while, played on the Champions Tour a couple years ago, and. Boy, can he hit the ball, and he's, yeah, he's wearing squares. Yeah, Matt Stell, George Burge. George, boy, can George hit the ball. Gosh. Yeah, that's what we hear. We haven't seen it yet, but we're going to see it in May. Oh, my goodness. Can he? I'll, I'll tell you what. He, he is tour long. He is really long. That's a Colt yeah. set. His, his swing speed is about 125, so. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. They can, jeez, uh, you know, these country boys, you know, we've got uh, – you know, Mitchell Tenpenny, Colt Ford, George Burge, uh, there's a bunch of them wearing the shoes. I tell them they're either singing, drinking, or playing golf. There you go. I mean, it sounds a lot like my life, but um, like, yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. not getting paid to, to sing, though. So yeah. so tell us a little bit about yourself, Bob. I mean, you weren't always in, in the shoe game, I guess you can say. So where did it all start, uh, your, your love for the game of golf? You know, I, I looked it up and saw that you worked for McGregor and the Arnold Palmer company for a little bit, and then you did some things outside of golf. Uh, and again, our show is called Chasing Birdies, and you were chasing birdies all through your career and whatever you were doing. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, I started playing golf as a young kid because I caddied. You know, I, my father was a big golfer, and so I caddied for him and caddied till, uh, till I think I went to college and, uh, you know, fell in love with the game. and. You know, I went to the consumer goods business right out of school, uh, right out of college, and I got uh, I got lured into the golf industry by a good friend of mine that wanted me to come over and work with him at McGregor Golf. So I spent about three, four years there at McGregor Golf, and then had a job offered to uh, to run the Arnold Palmer Golf Company sales and marketing. So I took the job as the EVP of sales and marketing, and had the pleasure of working closely with Arnold throughout uh, throughout the four years there. And wow. that was uh, that was an exciting time and interacting with him and you know uh, I, I got to tell you he's everything you think he is he was a great guy yeah. and then I got out of the business for a while but um, you know one of the things that that I watched happen was back in 2009 Echo launches a lightweight sneaker like shoe and Freddie's wearing Augusta and you know he's 50 years old with a bad back leading after the first day and everybody's talking about this sneaker that he's wearing so the industry at that time it shifted into these sneaker like shoes and you know i always watched this and then knowing the game of golf from the science perspective about ground force and about balance and stability and traction this kind of flew in the face of the science so one day i was out on a uh, meeting a friend, I was coming from work. I was wearing a suit and tie, and I had on back in the day a pair of square toe dress shoes. And and he's sitting there uh, hitting balls, and I'm talking to him. So I picked up one of his clubs. I think it was a nine iron, and started hitting golf balls. And you know, for some reason, I felt more balanced, more stable. And I just thought maybe I wasn't going after it because I'm, you know, not in golf shoes. Well, as I was doing that, I just realized that hey could be the shoes, you know, I'm just hitting the ball, striking it right down the middle every, every shot. And so, uh, 
that thought stayed with me. And I started doing some research and studying the ground force and, and pressure mapping and things of that nature. And I said, geez, you know, there's going to be a better way. I mean, you know, golf shoes have not kept pace with the innovation in golf clubs and golf balls. And I, I tell people all the time, point to an area of the golf shoe that actually helps you play better that was added to the shoe since they added cleats in 1890. And there's really nothing you can point to that actually helps you play better golf on a golf shoe. In fact, I would argue that golf shoes technologically went backwards. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when they took spikes off. I mean, there's a study out there, it's called the Pinehurst study, that that proves that the golfers are losing about six yards of distance if you're not wearing a removable spike. You know, if you're wearing those cleat, those those nubs on the bottom of your shoes, you're losing distance. Wow. So I just said, look, there's a better way to approach this. We used all the modern science of pressure mapping and swing analysis to show that by simply changing your shoe, you can change your game. You can you can play better golf. Because when you think about it, key fundamentals are facilitated by your feet. Swing speed. Can a golf club or a golf ball create swing speed? No. Can a golf shoe help you create swing speed? Yes. Because you create the swing speed, right. you transfer that energy into the club and then into the ball. So it's all facilitated by your feet. And if you can construct a shoe with a wide base, the toes sit naturally in our shoes, so you get better comfort, better balance, better stability. It all translates into better accuracy and more distance. So you weren't slipping and sliding when you were hitting golf balls in the dress shoes? You know, it's interesting. I was actually standing on a mat, a stable mat, not the grass. And I wasn't. And, I, and I'll tell you why, is that you know, with these dress shoes, of course, they had a wider base and my toes were sitting naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just swinging, I think, pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. And so it just led me down this path of, hey, maybe it is the shoes, you know? And I wasn't really slipping. I'll never forget that day as long as I live. And then when I built the first prototype of the golf shoe and went out and played it, I was just blown away. And then we started doing all the pressure mapping, the distances, the and we proved. I mean, we've tested right now over 500 golfers, and uh, I can show you that in every single case, out of 500 golfers, we can get more pressure. We can help you generate more pressure on the ground, which means that if you can create it, you've got that energy now to, to put into the swing. Just because you create it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to use it all. Right. And that's where the difference is what we call postural control. A lot of the stuff that happens in the swing, you lose it because you're moving back and forth to left and right. But if you can create it and you've got good balance and stability, you should be able to use it. So my question to you, because it's interesting to talk to somebody that develops a product and it's a unique product, R&D, how many prototypes did it take you to get to where you were completely satisfied with the shoe how long from first prototype to online sales did it, did it take? Was it three years? Was it six months? You know, what, what was that process like? So it was about three years. It was about three years of development. And I'm going to guess we did about between 25 and 30 different prototypes. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. It, and it's a very expensive process, too, to create molds and things of that nature. But... You know, you've got to test each one 
and find out what the the good, the bad, the indifferent is uh, about each each one you create, and then you just keep building upon it. I mean, I'll give you an example. So, the science led us to the square toe. You know, it was an idea I had that day on the range. But you know, as we we got into this, if the science didn't prove it out, I wasn't going to do it. And it really did prove it out. And so, you know, we start with a square toe. Then we started adding certain things, cleat placement. We started playing around with pressure mapping. We had to place the cleats on the bottom of the shoe. And then we did a heel stabilizer. Then we, we said, look, we need a lace technology because the foot has to sit in that shoe without any movement in that shoe. What happens is when the laces come undone or they start loosening up, your foot moves in that shoe. So we said we need definitely need a lace technology. So on our laces, we got silicone nubs printed on the top of the lace. So when you pull that through and tie that shoe, it should not come undone throughout the whole round. It, yep, that upper material should come down comfortably on the top of your foot and stay there throughout the round. But it was these little things that we kept playing around with. And then we said, you know, we really have built a better mousetrap. We've got the evidence. We've got the proof. We go to market in 2020, and about five months later, I get a phone call from Sir Nick Faldo's agent saying, hey, I'd like to get Sir Nick a couple pairs of shoes. And, and I was like, all right, who's, you know, who is this? I thought it was a friend breaking my chops. And uh, it was his agent calling me saying, look, he's heard about your shoes. He's doing this thing about balance and stability. And he Googled it on on, on, uh, on the internet. He'd like to get a couple of pairs. So we sent him a couple of pairs. Got on a Zoom call with him about a month later. And he said, you know, I, I would have never believed it. I was out there using a track van and all this. And he says, I'm picking up about six yards of distance. I would have never believed it. He said, wow. look, these are the most stable, comfortable golf shoes. So we signed him. Uh, he said, look, I want to work with you. Then Jim McClain and Rick Smith and John Daly and now Sepp Straka. You know, Sepp won the Honda wearing our shoes. And two months before that, John wins the PNC wearing our shoes. So, we're, you know, we've come a long way in the last two years. So is there any point during this process where you're kind of like, what the hell am I doing here? I mean... This is insane that I'm going down this road with these shoes because you're going into a market that, let's be honest, Bob, you probably didn't know much about the shoe game. Uh, you know, you got FootJoy, G4, uh, Adidas. You got all these brands, and you're going to go compete against them, right? So, like, if that's not chasing birdies, I don't know what is. But was there any point where you uh, just, man, I'm, I'm, I've had enough? You know what? Um no, because it was it, it started out as something that was fun. I, you know, I had a couple of startups before that, and I had the freedom of thought and the time and, you know, the funding really to, to spend the time. It was fun for me at the beginning. And as I started seeing the science, it just got more interesting, intriguing. And I came out of the business. I just knew that something that had these differences that I can show definitively performance distances that that I did build a better mousetrap is that I, I was determined. You know, I was determined to get this to market, which we did. I was determined to to get the visibility out there, start advertising on the golf channel. So, you know, I never did. I never looked back and my whole career, you know, like you said, I've been chasing birdies. I've never I don't think I ever worked for the number one in anything I've ever done. 
I've always worked in that company that was, was chasing one or two. And I've never been afraid of that. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's part of the stuff that makes it intriguing. But the other thing is that a lot of these big companies today, they go out and buy these smaller, innovative companies. You know, I, I find that innovation comes from small business. And they come up with a good ideas, and the big guys look at it and say, hey, you know, I want to buy you. So, yeah. you know, a lot of these big guys get too comfortable uh, they stop, uh, you know, hey, golf footwear, they keep coming out with different colors and fashion and this and that. And it's not too often where they they put their money where their mouth is and say, listen, go on a track, man, go on a pressure mapping system, and I can prove to you that this shoe can help you play better golf. I think I'm the first company out there that's been saying that in golf footwear. Well, yeah, I would I would agree to that. And I also think that, you know, you might be the first person that actually took this idea and ran with it because – you know, so often, a lot of times people will think about, hey, what if, you know, what if this was that way? Or what if we did things this way? In your case, it's like, hey, I'm hitting golf balls in dress shoes. And I've noticed that my my balls are flying better a little further. I wonder if that has anything to do with the shoe. And and you kind of took that idea and ran with it. And here you are in a short time later with this product that not only a has proven itself through science and technology, but b is now becoming a shoe that's worn by prominent golfers. I mean, you're talking Nick Faldo, a couple of the teachers, and then and Straka winning. Uh, I mean, that's that's hats off to you, Bob. In your case right now, with you being at this point in the business where you have the shoe, you have the technology, it's all it's all proven out. What else can you do to evolve this company? Is it offering different styles based off? The, I noticed you have a uh, sandal out there, like a, a casual sandal wear. I mean. Does that give you, you know, better traction on a beach or, you know, what else can you do from here? Yeah, so it is that. It's, it's coming out with with new styles in the, you know, we have the square toe and, and the outsole and that's the cornerstone of our shoe. We're going to keep that, that that's going to stay because that's where all the, the benefits of this come from. And so we're going to build upon that by coming up with different styles different color schemes we're launching one that we're doing uh next month is called the augusta shoe it's it's a pretty interesting shoe sir nick felda won the masters three times but two of his wins were back-to-back years when he won on the 11th hole in a playoff and so that hole is called white dog so we're launching a shoe that's called white dogwood it's a limited edition so we're going to come out with these limited edition cool styles Things like that. But then to your point, we'll grow out the brand with different things like those sandals. Those sandals have a square toe on them. So mm-hmm. your toes sit naturally. It's not rounded at the top. Your toes can sit naturally. We've got some really cool hats coming out. I will tell you this. I will never venture down the uh, golf club or the golf ball business. That's too, uh, that's, that's, you know, that's tough, you know. But yeah, we'll keep building out the brand. And one thing I did want to go back to when you talk about the science, the one thing we have here is that we broke the mold of tradition, you know, with the square toe look. And we've proved out that the toes can sit naturally, get better balance and stability. And I, I tell people it's like when Carson Solheim and Ely Calloway, when, when they were seeking perimeter weighting, when they got done, those clubs, the Big Bertha and the Ping Zang, the Ping Iron, they looked the way they did because the science dictated that. That's what science said. Mm-hmm. And they put, they put performance over looks. And when I said I'm going to yeah. go into the golf industry and the golf footwear market with a square toe, I mean, folks going, geez, you're, you're, looking, at, you're looking at suicide, you know? <laughs> but 
But, you know, yeah. the proof is in the pudding, and that's why, you know, we stayed with this. And, you know, we've got two wins on the tour in two years. It, it's been good. How do you get the product in in front of new potential prospects? You know, I mean, are you, are you hand-selecting tour players to send product to or just reaching out? I mean, I'm sure that's got to be a daunting task because – you don't want to wait for business. You want to chase the business. So how are you going about that growth in terms of the, the tour players? We have people out there that, you know, represent us and talk to players all the time. We'll send out shoes. And, you know, guys, look, once they like the shoe, uh, which they see the benefit, it's all a matter of cutting the deal. And it's very expensive out there. Uh, these guys command a lot of money. What you hope to do is, is find somebody that's got so much potential, maybe hasn't won, um, but but somebody you really believe that has the potential to win on the tour, and you make a bet, and uh, and that's what we did with Seth. We really, you know, he was he's a great guy. He's just a genuinely nice person, and you know, we knew he had game, and he had a lot of potential. He was making cuts, and this and that. So you know, we stayed with him for the last two years, and and you know, hey, he was leading the uh, the Olympics after day one. And I just knew the yeah. kid had, had it in him, you know. So you got to make bets, not on, you know, the top five mm-hmm. guys out there because you'll never get them. I mean, you'll never get them, the big guys like a Foot Joy or a, a Nike or Adidas go in and scoop these guys up. But you got to make your bet on these other guys that have a lot of potential. But, yes, we're actively doing that in terms of marketing. We're on the Golf Channel, on SiriusXM, PGA Tour Radio. We do a lot of Google and Facebook and partnership programs and things like that. So, you know, we try to get our name out there to challenge people thinking about where distance comes from, which is ground force. And we have a 30 day money back policy that you can try our shoes, wear them on the golf course. And if you don't like them, just send them back. That's awesome. Is there any correlation between ground force and height of the golfer? I don't know. I, I, you should know have said, you should have said yes. Cause he's, Ryan's well, a hefty fit five foot wait. seven. Well, wait. No, I was just let curious. Me, well, let me say it this way. If you take, take Dustin Johnson, who's taller than Justin James. Justin James is a, a world-long drive champ. You know, Dustin Johnson, whatever. I, you know, take somebody like Rory and Tiger. You know, what it is, guys, I'll, I'll give you the keys to distance. The keys to distance is your ability to create pressure on the ground. People want to talk about weight distribution and all that. Yeah, but it's pressure. So if you're a 200-pound guy, you've got 200 pounds of pressure you're applying on the ground all the time, and it's giving the energy back. It's Newton's third law. Every action has a reaction. So think about Tiger and Rory. Mm -hmm. When they swing, and you watch kind of sit down a little, what they're doing is forcing more energy into the ground, more pressure on the ground. So they can create about one and a half times their body weight into the ground. And then as they hit the ball, as they break, you're watching, they're up on their toes. Well, why are they, why are they on their toes? Because they just created more yeah. pressure than their body weight, so it's lifting them up. So there are two key things. Number one, the pressure, but it's how fast you can move that pressure from the trail side to the lead side. And the best way to explain that is think about snapping a towel. So if I was going to snap a towel, mm. you hear that noise at the end, you're breaking. You're throwing it out, and then you're stopping your hand. And that's the same thing with the golf swing. 
So it's your ability to take the pressure to the right side, the trail side, and then quickly as possibly can get it now over to the left. And that means that club is going at 125 miles an hour where your hands are only going about 18 miles an hour. So height really has nothing to do with it. That's interesting. Wow. Well, no, and I I didn't know if it did or didn't. I just, you know, with the ground force, you know, I know obviously body weight can do something with it, but I mean, what, but my partner's looking at me right now, like rolling his eyes. I'm like, well, I listen, Bob, I need all the distance I can get. I mean, it's not like I'm a short (laughs) knocker, but you know, if I could pick up, uh, you know, 15 extra yards, I'm in. Sign me up. I'll tell you what, you know, that, you know, when you think about clubs today, uh, you know, the USDA has regulated the golf ball. Not one golf ball can carry and roll farther than another one. The club head now in the shaft is being regulated by the USDA, you know, in terms of club head spring effect and all that. So these golfers are looking for more distance by, you hear the term all the time, use the ground, use the ground. And it's how do you mm-hmm. use the ground, which means how much pressure can you create and then how efficiently you can use it. It all begins and ends, I'm telling you, with the, with the golf shoes. Because if you don't have a good, solid golf shoe that can facilitate that kind of swing speed, you'll never use it. You know, and it, it's a fact. So, yeah, I can send you a pair of shoes, and I can guarantee you're going to pick up some distance. Well, well there you go, Ryan. There's go. your extra distance, bud. And listeners out there, make sure you go to squares.com. Uh, dot com. You can read all about it. How's your golf game right now? I mean, with you being so busy with the Squares brand, your golf game slacking off, or is it all right right now? Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. I tell you, you know, it's, uh, I played last year. I think I played 16 rounds last year. And I think two of them were in the scramble. So uh, I didn't That's get to play much last year. But then, but then I had a little accident uh, this past November where I ripped my rotator and stuff. So, uh I'm going in April 1st for some surgery, and uh, I don't think I'll be playing much golf this year. Yeah, it doesn't sound good for you for the, the rest of the year, my man. Hey, that's all right, though. No. You, can, you can sit in the bed and sketch up some new shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Well, we're always trying to innovate. We're always looking at how to improve things here, and so uh, you'll see some stuff for us this fall. we get some new ideas, things we're going to deploy this fall, and we're pretty excited about it. How many employees do you have working right now? So we have, uh, let's see here, 11, 11 employees. Yeah, yeah, we've got five wow. in customer service. Uh, we've got uh, one in finance, and uh, and the rest of us are in marketing. You know, we're direct to the yep. consumer, so you have to go to the website to order it. And, uh, yeah, we're up for 11 people. What's interesting, too, is that I, earlier you mentioned 2020 is when this kind of thing went to launch. I mean... And you couldn't have timed it up better. I guess, I guess it's a double-edged sword. I mean, with COVID hitting, that obviously had a certain effects on businesses. However, the golf industry, because of COVID, had it skyrocketed. You're exactly right. Yep, yep, yep. And if you were direct to the consumer, you were much better off because, if, you know, the retail stores weren't open. And, uh, you know, it did help. It really did. I hate to say it, but it was uh, – it, it really did help our business. So how's it like having a guy like John Daly on your squad? I mean, he doesn't need any more distance. You know, it's funny. You know, he doesn't need it, but but look, he was known for the grip it rip it. He was he mm-hmm. and you know, I tell people he invented the long ball. He did. You know, I mean 
that's where it all began. The tiger comes in and everybody else is now chasing it, Bryce and everybody else. But John was like the father of the long ball. And, you know, I, as you lose it over the years, you know, it's not a great feeling. So, you know, these guys go out and hunt down different chaps and this and that. And, and John, you know, we sent him a pair of shoes and we did a brief commercial with him about a year ago. And uh, he says, look, at, at the time he was 55 years old. And he says, I'm 55 and I've just lost a little over the years. And I put these shoes on, I picked them back up. You know, look, they're always trying to get a couple more miles per hour. Yeah, that's the thing we're all chasing, and that says that speaks volumes for him to say that. And you got somebody like Colt Ford. I mean, he hits it straighter than up in Nat's ass, and uh, <laughs> I mean that that has to help him a little bit, right? He's getting a little more distance. He swears by him. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, he he said I haven't worn a golf shoe in the past twenty years. I really like, and uh, you know, he's got flat feet, and so and plus he's got some feet problems, and because of the wider toe. His posting in there naturally, and uh, it, you know he loves it. And, and and let me tell you what, fortune he's right an iron. He has still got it. Yeah, I, oh, I, he, hey, I, I mean, Colt, if you're listening, bud, I got your money in my pocket, bud. So <laughs> me and uh, Josh Miranda whooped up on uh, Bash and and Mr. Colt Ford. So it was an ass beating. So um, yeah, but, it was. I mean, but you know, Colt was dealing with back issues at the time, and I mean, you know. It's almost end of year for golf, Bob, and swing's a little rusty. So they got off easy, but, you know, we play them again here in a couple months. We're going to wax that ass. We know that. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, when my shoulder gets better, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take George Birds, and uh, well, I'll, say, I'll take you guys on. Hey, <laughs> we love that. We love to, we love to have you down uh, in our parts and, and show you around here a little bit. So – with the new apparel coming out for you in the fall, you know, I know you said you're working on some new things. I mean, kind of the highlight of your life right now, Bob, is just mainly all work, right? I mean, you travel anywhere, you do any fishing, anything outside of golf, or is it just all, all work for you? Well, no, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I live on a lake here in New Hampshire, so during the summer we like to take out the, uh, the boat, you know, the boat, the bottle of wine, and the dog, and we just put around the lake and have a nice time. We do some fishing and, and things like that. Yeah, but, you know, I love what I do. I really do. I enjoy I enjoy this. I watch it grow. You know, it was such a humbling experience to, to get my first win on the PGA Tour with, uh, yeah, in, you know, that. with uh, Seth Straka and, and then Daily Win. So it's been great. You know, things like that just keep you charged up and motivated. And, yep. it's, you know, it's exciting. It's a lot of fun. Real quick, I, I want to jump back to beginning when you mentioned uh, Mr. Arnold Palmer. Did did you ever make it over to Ligonier to uh, Laurel Valley at all or Latrobe? No, I did not. Actually, most of our meetings were either in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is where the company is based out of, or we met in uh, at Bay Hill. Yeah. And so, no, I never made it to Latrobe, but. Uh, yeah, I've got many of stories at Bay Hill. We uh, before we, you know, the, the day the day of the meeting that night uh, after the meeting, we'd have dinner with him, Mr. Palmer, and, in a room there, and he would sit there and tell stories, and that was uh, that was something great. Yeah, no, I know that that would that would have been something special to to uh, have been a part of. I know one of the our previous guests, Kelly O'Donnell, director of golf here at Nemecol, and he worked hand in hand with Ben Hogan. 
and uh, we had him on the podcast. He was telling us some stories of that. So, I mean, just to be around those guys with the history and the knowledge with them, I mean, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. You know, one thing about Ben Hogan that a lot of people don't know is he uh, he had an extra cleat put on the ball. Of his yeah, right yeah, one extra cleat there. So what does that tell you? I'm a big Ben Hogan fan. Yeah, well, because he was he was so strong, his swing was so strong, you really got you know dug into that ground when he was turning. But see, that's ground for fellas. That that is you know you get that weight, load up that right side, and then fire it left. You need that, and that's why I tell people if you're playing without a, a spiked shoe, you need removable spikes. If you are not playing with, you are losing six yards of distance, and that's fact. You can Google it. It's called the Pinehurst study. And Ben Hogan knew it better than anybody else. And this guy didn't get too many things wrong. So, you know, that's wow. that's, that's where we spent a lot of time looking at that. So anybody who does this fight with golf shoe, I, I just I just say, listen, you know, there's an old thing. You can take a shoe and hold it by the heel and the toe and twist it, toss it, get rid of it, throw it away. It shouldn't be used on the golf course. And that's what a lot of products have done today, is they went after this comfort thing. And, you know, the way I see it is that we were the only shoe to make, take performance and comfort and put it into one shoe. You know, comfort should be the entry price into the golf, but then performance is, yep. is where it's at. So, I love it. Well, Jonathan just took his shoe off and it twisted in a whole 360, so he's tossing it. But um, <laughs> yeah. we won't reveal any brands, but... Uh, we're definitely going to get some squares on our feed. Help us out here. Listeners out there, make sure you check out squares. And, uh, Bob, we're going to turn this into our last segment of the show. It's called the tap-in segment. And Jonathan's going to ask you some questions here. It's brought to you all by Bettinardi Golf. Yeah, make sure you go check them out at bettinardi.com. All right, Bob. Lowest round and where? Lowest round and where? The lowest round was 72 at Ipswich Country Club in Ipswich, Massachusetts. Awesome. On-course drink. And don't tell me water. Beer. There you go. There you go. Well, you got some microbreweries up in New Hampshire, so it's got to be some good beer. Yeah, we got one called 603, which is the uh, area code for New Hampshire. It's really good stuff. All right. Biggest accomplishment as the founder of Squares? That would be with Sepp Straka winning the Honda, Honda Classic, seeing in the elements of it pouring on that 18th hole, and he stands on the tee box and cranks out the longest drive of the day at 334, and then the pouring rain hits the six signs 200 yards onto the green, knocks the putt up a half an inch, and then he puts it in and he wins the tournament. Yeah. That's, that's I, a great accomplishment. That's awesome. All right, now, if you were not in the golf business, what would you – want to be doing what would i want to be doing i would want to be i would probably want to own a dog park i'm a big dog fan i get a dog and with myself and my other half big dog fans and you know taking care of rescues like that so that would be my my other thing that would be my yeah for sure that would be it that's great i love dogs too so we're on the same page there bob huge dog fan he got through all four easily I mean, gee, he let you off the hook there. <laughs> Usually he asks some questions and the guys are going like, well, wait a second, I need like 10 minutes to answer this, but we knocked him out. <laughs> knocked him out. Well, hey, guys, listen, I love what you guys do. I really do. It helps the game. It, it builds this game up. It brings fun to the game. 
you know, I, 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 I compliment all you guys out there to do these type of podcasts, shows, and, you know, uh, and give me the opportunity to come on and tell our story. This is yep. how we grow as a company, and it's because guys like you give me the opportunity. So thank you so much. For sure, yeah. We like it because you're chasing birdies, not only on the course, but in life. So we appreciate your time, Bob. Tee it high and let it fly, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Well, that was some interesting shit right there, people. I mean, the shoe game now has a real big effect on your golf game. Yeah, I mean, well, it all makes sense, too, right? I mean, that's one thing in your golf swing that people don't realize that is a part of your golf swing is the ground. It doesn't move. Yeah, using that ground. I, I don't know, man. So it was a really cool conversation to hear about the the transition of your, your feet. And, you know, I think moving forward, I'm going to give it a go. Just so you guys should go out there, squares.com, S-Q-A-I-R-Z.com. Give them a follow. Give them a like. Check them out. But, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to throwing them on. I know that he's sending the boys a couple pairs. You know, they might be they might be at the Pete Dye member guest here in mid-May. Might be. I need to make mention of this. Last week... Chasing Birdies was on the bag of an LPGA tour player, Rachel Hanna, in Carlsbad, California. Which, it's, it's funny enough, um, her sponsor, main sponsor, is Nat McCollin. That's our main sponsor. That's kind of how we got to know Rachel. And, uh, you know, we, we met at the indoor facility at Nat McCollin, which is Dynamite. And we can't wait for, I, I mean, I feel like we've been talking about, but April 9th, mm-hmm. the Masters, Masters party, party with all the friends, all the, you know, the employees and all the, the guests and some celebrities and our boys from uh, Lynx Brewing yep. and Holderness and Bourne are going to be there. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a dynamite. But yeah, Rachel Rohanna out there on the LPGA Tour doing her damn thing with the Jason Birdies Chasing on the strap. Amen to that. On her golf bag. Congrats to that, man. Good for her. Good for us. So good luck to to you, Rachel, this year in the 2022 LPGA season. I know Ryan um, is interested in caddying at some event. The bag will be bigger than him. But um, all right, buddy. I mean, for crying out loud, how many times are we going to talk about that? I mean, I haven't for a while. I said we got to bring it back, uh, and that was the perfect segue. Bringing it back. Speaking of that, we're bringing it back to the NFL world on our next episode of Chasing Birdie with Hall of Famer Marcus Allen joining us here on Chasing Birdies. Great interview there with uh, Mr. Allen, and obviously he's an addict of Super golf. Bowl winner, Heisman, yeah, NFL Hall of Fame. NFL MVP, Super Bowl MVP, I think. So, all kind of stuff, man. The only so. thing that he was a little upset about is the fact that he didn't get that uh, MVP in the All-Star game mm. in the um, Pro Bowl. So we look forward to bringing you all that episode here on Chasing Birdies for our next release. But in the meantime, check out our new website, ChasingBirdies.com. We got some new merch coming out here soon. Some phenomenal hats um, that we're going to be dropping limited runs on. So be on the lookout for that. Everything else, guys, we appreciate the love, the listen. Anything else you want to say, my man? No, just you know, tell your friends, your family. Uh, make sure you like it. Make listen. Sure. Make sure you like the, the page. <laughs> The Instagram, sure. the uh, podcast, and then tell your friends and family and even your enemies. We we welcome all walks of life to, to tune in to our podcast, Chasing Birdies. And uh, you know what, guys? I smell golf in the air. I'm about to go peg it up right now. So. Go peg it up, bud. Have fun shooting 90. Thank you to Eva over there at Simpler Media for setting this thing up for us and Rachel London for all your help. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>